Everybody getting in tune with the Rodeo Week. It's Bill Buckmaster wishing everybody well as we're off and running. Midweek edition of the Buckmaster Show. Tom Fairbanks on the other side of the glass. Engineering and producing our midweek show on February 21st, 2024. Tom, today is National Sweet Roll Day. And it is National Support Your Local Baker um, sounds like there's a Mona's Danish Bakery a commercial, uh, commercial in, there in there somewhere that we will probably pick up on uh, in a few minutes when we talk about Mona's. But, uh, hey, celebrate National Support Your Local Bakers Day by going up to Mona's. We're in our 14th year with our radio project. That began uh, back in January of 2011. We come to you from the Green Thing Zocalo Village Studio, which is part of the growing media presence for Bustos Media. We've got five radio stations now under one roof here. Uh, this one's 1030 KVOI, The Voice, two sounds only source for local news and talk. We have our worldwide live listening. Uh, you can listen to the show live and, of course, listen to all of the podcasts going back uh, till when we started the show. So there's like 13 years of content at buckmastershow.com. When we do our telephone interviews, the live line presented by Rincon Ventures Real Estate and Property Management, the Buckmaster Show contributor on health, Dr. Victoria Mazes. We're so delighted she is with us. She is the executive director of the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Arizona, where she's also a professor of medicine and public health. She's internationally recognized as a leader in the area of integrative medicine, and she's very much committed to helping individuals lead healthier lives and in pioneering change efforts that solve the U.S. healthcare system problems. She's the editor of the Oxford University textbook, Integrative Women's Health, author of Be Fruitful, The Essential Guide to Maximizing Fertility and Giving Birth to a Healthy Child. She co-hosts a podcast called Body of Wonder with Dr. Andrew Weil. And you can follow Dr. Mazes on uh, her Twitter or on her X account, formerly known <laughs> as Twitter, at Dr. Mazes or find her at azcim.org. Dr. Mazes, how are you? I'm well. It's hard for me to say X as well. <laughs> yeah, I just, I still do Twitter. I mean, I do, I do Twitter to promote the show, uh, X and I, and I do Facebook, not so much anymore on Facebook. Cause I, I think a lot of people still, um, take a look at, at X. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. Although I have noticed that, uh, quite a few of my followers seem to have moved away from it. Oh, really? Um, and, uh, you know, uh, I also do Instagram. Mm -hmm. I haven't gone that route, so I think I'll just leave that in the back burner. Uh, you mentioned a word that I want to pick up on, move. Uh, get, uh -huh. <laughs> get up and move. Um, I think that's probably good advice for anybody of any age because it really does. There are health benefits for moving around. That is so true. And I love that you use the word move and not exercise because a lot of people hear the word exercise and they immediately shut down. But, you know, we, we're built to move. Our bodies are built to be moving and not probably to be sitting as much as um, modern life asks us to do. And so moving could be anything. You know, it could be walking your dog. It could be gardening. It could be dancing. I mean, mm. it really doesn't have to be going going to the gym. You know, when you talk about dancing, I don't know if there's a lot of research that has been done on health benefits of dance, but uh, you came across uh, one study that I found very interesting. And let's take a little deeper dive into that, Dr. Mazes. Yeah, so um, a study that was really just published um, uh, this year was that people who dance... Um, lose weight and actually lose weight off their waist, which is a very good thing from a health perspective to have a slimmer waist uh, and sometimes kind of a stubborn place for people to, to lose weight or to slim down. And they also lost um, fat from their bodies. And so 
These were people who uh, were dancing three times a week and were followed for at least three months. And they had really significant health benefits. And the wonderful thing about dance is that, yes, you know, it could be structured. You know, you could sign up for your ballet class, but it doesn't have to be structured. It really could be turning on your favorite music and moving around your living room. But for how long? Well, that's always an important question. And, you know, the length of dance um, has been studied in a, a few different studies. Uh, but it, it, as one of the things we know is that any movement we do is cumulative. So, for example, one recommendation is could you do it three times a day for 10 minutes? You know, take a break, um, you know, get up and move three times a day. The broad evidence for movement is that 30 minutes most days of the week is really good for our hearts, for our brains. Uh, It helps prevent depression. It helps prevent diabetes. So 150 minutes a week is kind of a a sweet spot. Uh, There's some additional benefit for more. There's benefit for any movement. You know, three minutes of walking is better than zero minutes. Well, we're behind the computer sitting so much uh, during the day. And what about moving around uh, every hour or so, take a break from from behind the computer? Uh, just get up, uh, go take a bathroom break or whatever. Move for about ten, five, ten minutes. Yes, I think that's absolutely true. And I think there's some evidence also that it helps us um, be more productive as well, you know, when we move around. But I, I'm a prevention person. So I think when you get up and move, you're correcting your posture, uh, you're using your, your large muscles. It's really good for your health in so many ways as opposed to, you know, sitting with that kind of hunched forward posture that a lot of us end up in. Uh, it, it is a good thing to take movement breaks regularly if your job is um, a seated job that requires you to kind of be in that one spot. But um, moving, you know, dancing, these are are activities that also can be pleasurable. And we're all more likely to stick to something that gives us pleasure. So there's a lot of us, I'm one of them, that find dance um, a pleasure. I actually um, participate in a university club activity. There are people who are college students all the way up to people in their 70s and 80s. And we, really? we dance um, outside on the square in the evening so it's nice and cool. And um, there's a, a place that's um, under one of the patios so that if it rains, you could still dance. Um, it's a Cuban salsa, but there's mm. people who do line dance. There's people who do Zumba. Uh, there's people who uh, do folk dance. Um, there's aerobic kind of dancing. I mean, there's just lots and lots and lots of options. And many people find it pleasurable, which means they're more likely to stick with it. Uh, It burns about 300 calories per hour. So that's a good, you know, active form of exercise. If you're doing a more vigorous form, it gets your heart rate up um, and it protects your brain. So we all want that. We all want brains that are going to continue to function well. So, uh, you're you're into more of a Cuban kind of salsa dance. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes. Yeah, so I'm in this use in this club at the university. Anybody can join. Any of your listeners. Uh, it's called Ritmos Latinos, and you can find it online or on Facebook. And uh, you know, it's open to both people who are. University of Arizona students, but also what they call community members. So even though I'm on faculty at the University of Arizona, I'm a community member. And it's really quite inexpensive. What would be some other, uh, before we take the break, about exercise and a good good stuff for the heart? So um, I mentioned that that 150 minutes a week is kind of a sweet spot that has been uh, shown to be effective in many, many studies. And what we usually talk about is moderate exercise. So how do you know what moderate exercise is? Well, uh, most people define it um, this easy way, which is say you're walking or, you know, jogging or whatever with a friend, uh, dancing. If you can still talk, that's moderate exercise. If you're 
walking or hiking or dancing so vigorously that you can't kind of get the full sentence out. You're a little short of breath. That's considered vigorous exercise. And vigorous is good for you too. Um, But moderate is uh, very strongly proven to be effective. Another way to uh, calculate moderate exercise is to subtract uh, your age from the number 220. So as an example, if you're 60 years, years old, 220 minus 60 would give you 160. That would be your maximum heart rate. And you're really only supposed to aim for somewhere between uh, about 65 and 75% of your maximum. And so that would get you down um, to a bit lower, like around one. Um, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do the math in my head right now, <laughs> okay, but that would get so. you down to, to maybe closer to 130, not the 160. So that would be a way to calculate um, your um, your heart rate and to um, either, you know, wear one of those devices that counts your heart rate, um, like a Fitbit, um, or to just stop and check your pulse. There are other kinds of exercise that also are super valuable. Yoga, for example, you know, that doesn't get your heart rate up, and yet still it lowers your blood pressure. It's been shown to improve cholesterol. It increases your flexibility and your strength. It makes you less likely to get a hip fracture. So Mm -hmm. the idea is to find something you enjoy and that you will stick to. Good advice, and there'll be more advice from Dr. Victoria Mazes after we talk about Mona's Danish Bakery. Uh, great day to celebrate. Support your national. Today is National Support Your Local Baker Day. So support Steve and the team up at Mona's, home of the Danish Kringle. It is also National Sweet Roll Day, so they could easily. Uh, accommodate you with that they are open for lunch right now and now you can have your favorite adult beverage uh, at Mona's they are uh, they have beer they have wine they have champagne so uh, the liquor license is being utilized at Mona's and, and Steve and the team want me to let you our listeners know that uh, that is a little extra enhancement now up at Mona's their website monasdanishbakery.com. Again, Northeast Corner, Swan and Sunrise. More with Dr. Victoria Mazes after we take the first show break on our midweek edition. Family-owned Jam Culinary Concepts and its family of restaurants has you covered for your special event. Jam caters anytime, anywhere, any size group, and any type of cuisine. Vero Amori, authentic Neapolitan pizza and noble hops. Craft beer and fine fare are synonymous with quality. Call 954-1468 or log on to jamculinaryconcepts.com. The Regional Transportation Authority's 20-year plan includes roadway, transit, pedestrian, bicycle, and many other transportation improvements across the region. Pima County voters approved the plan in 2006, and the RTA is finalizing a new 20-year plan for RTA board review and approval to seek public feedback on the draft plan. Sign up at rtanext.com for updates. Buckmaster Show listeners know that I'm passionate about travel. When I'm ready to take off on a new adventure, my air travel begins and ends at Tucson International Airport. TUS is nonstop for our community and Southern Arizona. So remember to fly local, fly Tucson. Tucson International is nonstop for Tucson. More at flytucson.com. The Friends of Pima Animal Care Center is the nonprofit partner to our Pima County Animal Shelter. We grant critically needed resources to PACC so that it can continue the amazing life-saving progress it has made in recent years. Your generosity helps us find homes for abused, neglected, and abandoned animals at PAC. Learn how you can help at friendsofpacc.org. 
Whether you've considered an all-inclusive luxury cruise, an expedition adventure, or a relaxing river cruise, come to Bon Voyage Travel's annual showcase on March 3rd at the Hilton El Conquistador. Presentations will be offered throughout the day to provide you a chance to hear more about these travel brands and their exciting offers. Bill Buckmaster and I will be teaming up to present the travel trends of 2024. Visit bvtravel.com for more information on Bon Voyage Travel's free showcase on March 3rd. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, be doing the travel showcase again with Bon Voyage Travel coming up on Sunday, March 3rd at the Hilton El Conquistador. It is the Buckmaster Show. It's Wednesday, our midweek edition here on this February 21st. And we have Dr. Victoria Mazes, our contributor on health, with us on our live line, which is presented by Rincon Ventures Real Estate and Property Management. Dr. Mazes is the executive director of the Andrew Weil Center for Integrative Medicine at the University of Arizona, where she's also a professor of medicine and public health. I want to talk a little bit about heat therapy, Dr. Mazes. Heat therapies have been used uh, for a long time for healing and wellness, actually dating all the way back to the ancient Greeks, Romans, and my, uh, Mayans. Let's talk a little bit about uh, saunas. What is a sauna? Yeah, so um, absolutely heat therapy goes way back and has been done in different ways. You know, I think um, getting into hot water uh, uh, getting into a sauna. A sauna is a little room, a tiny little room that's heated. And uh, it, it always in the past was heated uh, through warming the air, essentially. So that could be done by having hot rocks. Sometimes would, people would put water on the hot rocks. Um, but a newer way of creating um, that sensation of heat in the um, small room is using light to make heat, and that's what's called an, an infrared sauna. So instead of warming the air, which warms your body, the infrared sauna uh, uses light um, to raise the temperature of your body. So that's just another interesting twist. So the ways you can heat your body are either going in the equivalent of a hot tub or a hot bath, uh, using a traditional um, sauna um, or using the newer infrared sauna. Is one preferred over the other uh, The difference in the difference? It's such a great question. I don't think we have very many studies that go head to head, but they have been researched for different things. So, you know, for example, one um, traditional use of a sauna uh, in Japan is for people who have congestive heart failure. And uh, they have people go into the, um, the sauna. They have a, uh, it's called soothing warm therapy. Mm. Um, and uh, it's a very uniform temperature. They lay there for 15 minutes and then they come out of the sauna and are covered with blankets and lay for another 30 minutes. And they have found that this can reduce blood pressure. Uh, it can um, help uh, the uh, congestive heart failure. It's also been shown to um, help people who have certain kinds of lung problems uh, like chronic bronchitis, fibromyalgia, chronic pain. So it's been used, you know, in a variety of different kinds of problems. Um, one of the really interesting uh, research projects that was done here at the University of Arizona was a conventional sauna. It raised people's body temperature quite significantly um, and was shown one treatment with this uh, high-temperature sauna where people uh, raised their body temperature and stayed in for um, at that higher temperature for two to three minutes. Uh, they um, were relieved of significant depression really so that's quite interesting isn't it that that raising your core body temperature that was done by with a rectal thermometer to 101.3 degrees um, was found to relieve uh, treatment resistant depression and and not just in the minutes or the days following but for months following 
So I feel like we're at the beginning stages of, of really deepening our understanding, even though, as you pointed out, we've used um, hot water and uh, saunas um, to improve health for many, many, many years. So the heat releases some chemicals from fat cells through the sweating, and, and that then has this detoxifying effect, correct? Well, that's one possibility. Actually, the research and a lot of people say saunas help you detoxify. And that certainly makes sense. You know, sweating is part of our detoxification system. And so it makes sense to say that. However, we don't actually have research studies to confirm that that's true, even though I think it makes common sense. What we do know is that when you go into a sauna, it really changes your physiology. So, of course, it raises your temperature, both your skin, so your, you know, your surface temperature, but also your core body temperature. And what happens then is, you know, we have in our brain a temperature um, registering system. And so um, by changing your core temperature, it activates the brain uh, and that activates your nervous system um, and it increases your heart rate. It increases the blood flow to your skin. It increases your cardiac output and um, it then can have all sorts of other effects. So, for example, uh, one of the research papers that I've read about sauna was done in Japan and they speak about this this state called the Totonu state, which uh, are intense feelings of happiness. Mm. Uh, And this, uh, it comes after people uh, alternate between a hot sauna and cold water. And they do this repeatedly three times and then they rest. And then they have this sense of well-being, um, which of course is something we all want. Yeah. And, you know, uh, I guess you could reduce blood pressure because the heat would help widen blood vessels and thus improve uh, circulation, which reduces blood pressure. That's exactly right. That would be the mechanism for that. You know, for other things, I think we don't fully understand um, why they work or exactly what the mechanism is. So, for example, uh, there was a study that had people go in a sauna every day for four weeks when they were hospitalized for chronic pain, and uh, they found that the chronic pain was significantly reduced. Um, Another study found that uh, people who um, used a sauna um, more frequently, so that was defined as five to fifteen times a month compared to less than five times a month, had higher mental well-being scores. Um, another study showed that people uh, who used the sauna four to seven times a week, so that's obviously every day to every other day, had a 65% lower risk of developing Alzheimer's disease compared to people who went in a sauna once a week. So there's all these different, very positive effects. Makes me think I should get a sauna. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, where would you even, I I guess you'd have to go to a club or something to get to use the sauna, huh? So that is absolutely one way. Many um, health clubs do have saunas. um, And, you know, if you're just curious, obviously, rather than investing in the high price of buying one, that would be a way to try it out and see what you notice. Um, But these infrared saunas are actually significantly less expensive than the uh, more traditional uh, hot sauna. And they even have what they call an infrared it's almost like a sleeping bag where you get in and you pull it up to your neck and it delivers that light therapy that way. And athletes travel with this. So, you know, professional athletes, they often travel with these infrared sauna sleeping bags. And those have been studied and found to improve recovery from um, the kind of um, exercise that athletes do. So it reduces muscle soreness and it improves um, the recovery. And actually, there's some evidence that people's athletic performance is better when they use these infrared sleeping bags. Wow, I learned something. Uh, what about <laughs> some people, including pregnant women, should, should think twice about the sauna, though, right? Absolutely. So pregnant women, we don't want the temperature 
to go up significantly because we know that could be harmful to the baby as it's developing in the womb. People who have multiple sclerosis, they are often heat intolerant and should not use sauna. Uh, Men who are trying to conceive a baby, uh, the heat can kill the sperm, so that's not a good idea. And also if you're on medications that lower your blood pressure, if you're prone to getting lightheaded or dizzy, if you're sensitive to heat, you know, you should check with your doctor before you uh, use a sauna. All right. Very good advice, Dr. Mays. is always a pleasure. And we will look for your work co-hosting the podcast Body of Wonder with Dr. Andrew Weil and also your work on X, uh, formerly known as Twitter at Dr. Mays's. <laughs> or you can find her at uh, the website for the Arizona Center for Integrative Medicine, which is azcim.org. Dr. Mays, is always a pleasure. Be well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Bill. All right. We're going to take a break, and we have Dr. Robert Hendricks coming up next, talking uh, our monthly segment on education with the former Arizona School Superintendent of the Year, Dr. Robert Hendricks, right after the mid-show break. Dine-in or take-out authentic Neapolitan wood-fired pizza at Vero Amore, where every flavorful pizza, pasta, and panini are homemade. Using the finest local and imported ingredients, Vero Amore, Plaza Palomino at Swan and Fort Lowell, and on Dove Mountain in Marana, plus a full catering menu and mobile pizza truck for parties and events. Vero Amore, on the web at veroamorepizza.com. The Green Valley News and Sarita Sun cover two of Arizona's most desirable communities. The newspapers reach more than 75% of the communities each week, with a combined population of more than 50,000. The Green Valley News also publishes a dozen magazines each year, and both newspapers publish up-to-the-minute local news online at gvnews.com. The Green Valley News and Sarita Sun, it's all right here. Family owned and run since 1985, Moe's Gallery and Fine Framing is the gold standard for quality and professionalism for picture framing, custom frame mirrors, art for your walls, and hanging and lighting solutions. Come in for your design session or set it up electronically. Moe's Gallery and Fine Framing, Fort Lowell and Dodge, and now doing e-commerce at moesgallery.com. Cushman and Wakefield Picor is Tucson's leading independently owned full-service commercial real estate company. Founded in 1985, Cushman and Wakefield Picor offers leasing, sales, and property management for industrial office, medical, retail, land, and investment properties in Tucson and Sonora, Mexico. Visit our website at picor.com for the latest news from Tucson's commercial real estate sector. That's picor.com. Call us at 748-7100. This is Bill Buckmaster urging my listeners to join me in becoming a member of the Reed Park Zoo, one of America's top zoos and home to more than 300 animals from all over the world. When you become a zoo member, you receive free daytime admission, discounts on special events and education programs, and so much more. Find out more about zoo membership and everything you need to know about your zoo visit. ReedParkZoo.org the nonprofit Tucson Wildlife Center has been helping injured, sick, and orphan wildlife in southern Arizona since 1999. They're dedicated to the rescue, medical care, and rehabilitation of sick, injured, and orphan wildlife with the goal of releasing them back to their natural habitat. Around 5,000 animals a year come to them as they are the only wildlife rescue in southern Arizona. All made possible through donations. They receive no government funding. Please donate at TucsonWildlife.com. Welcome back. It is the Buckmaster Show in the Green Things Zocalo Village Studios. Green Things. Wow, this is a great time of year to go over to Green Things, 3384 East River Road by the Rito River. Uh, it is shaping up to be a lovely spring, and I think the last couple of weeks have really uh, reinforced that. It's just having some beautiful weather. Not too hot, not too cold just right and perfect time to do some spring planting. The 13-acre site at Green Things has everything you could imagine 
uh, in the way of plants and garden accessories and uh, beautiful items. Uh, of course, the plants are beautiful in themselves, but then the Zocalo Village, the beautiful imported items, a lot of beautiful pottery from Mexico, Latin America, and Europe. Greenthingsaz.com and ZocaloVillage.com, the two websites. They're open daily. Green Things now for more than half a century serving the Tucson area. Our live line for our telephone interviews, which we are utilizing extensively today, presented by Rincon Ventures Real Estate and Property Management. We're going to go now on the live line to the Buckmaster Show contributor on education, Dr. Robert Hendricks, a lifelong educator, served as superintendent of the Flowing Wells School District and associate professor emeritus and associate dean of the University of Arizona College of Education. Former Arizona School Superintendent of the Year, he remains very active in the Tucson community, specifically as president of the Interfaith Community Services, known as ICS. He is the president of the board of directors, and that's quite an organization. If you're not familiar with it, ICS partners with over 120 faith communities, serving more than 52,000 people each year. The organization offers multiple programs assisting those facing food hardship, job loss, and financial crisis. Dr. Hendricks, how are you today? I'm doing pretty well, Bill. Uh, I had a little bit of a spill on the hiking trail last week, and uh, um, I'm my I'm I'm feeling just fine, but my face is a little bit uh, marred with bruises. Uh, kind of moved from the raccoon stage to the uh, panda stage, but it's coming. It's coming along. I'm bouncing back. Boy, that could have been serious. You missing a step or what? Hit a rock or something? Wow. Right, right. And uh, a lesson to everyone. Uh, not a good idea to hike by yourself. I was very fortunate. My wife was with me. Uh, uh, you know, if you're out there in the wilderness and, and something happens, and it certainly can happen, um, you could be out there alone for quite a while without any help. So uh, wow. everything worked out fine for me. But uh, hiking by yourself, I'm not going to recommend that. No, but it, it's beautiful weather. I don't blame you for wanting to get out there and hike. You just, no, it's fantastic. Yeah. All right. Uh, we had quite the extensive interview uh, with the superintendent of public instruction for the state of Arizona, Tom Horn, on our Friday Focus interview. And he talked uh, extensively about something called PragerU and the curriculum. Uh, PragerU, a nonprofit, of course, started by uh, the the talk show host who airs on this station uh, from ten to noon. Uh, what's your take on PragerU, Doctor Hendricks? Well, honestly, Bill, I had never heard of the institution, and. Uh, uh, I actually had to do some research, and when I when I did look into it further, I realized that uh, this had been a, a pretty extensive discussion of adoption in the state of Florida, and uh, Oklahoma has adopted it, uh, Texas, and of course now Arizona as well uh, is uh, indicating that they're going have gone into a partnership with them. Um, one thing I quickly discovered is that uh, PragerU is not a university and there is no accreditation. Uh, This is basically, as you say, a nonprofit organization that uh, very heavily funded, by the way, uh, that offers uh, a wide variety of uh, educational resources, uh, not only for uh, the K-12 community, but uh, uh, the college community and the adult community. I mean, there there are uh, a large number of a large array of video clips and topics that uh, one can peruse and decide to watch. And they're they're free. It's op- it's an open source w- website. Anyone can can do it. You do have to uh, you have to sign up. Uh, 
you you just can't randomly go on. You do have to sign your name up, but once you've uh, enrolled, there is no cost, and uh, it's very interesting. Uh, and uh, to use a quote from the website, uh, this uh, this uh, non-university uh, is dedicated to promoting uh, pro-American values, and and that's that's a quote. And so uh, we we now have uh, Superintendent Horn, as I'm sure he indicated, announcing this company has a partnership um, with educational materials that he has posted on the uh, Arizona Department of Education website, which, again, anybody can access. And uh, it's it's interesting because um, the website also says, and I took this quote because uh, I think it really describes what their their goal is. It's a free alternative, quote, a free alternative to the dominant left wing with free online videos that cover a wide range of history, civics, and science topics. Now, uh, Superintendent Horn's very clear that this is uh, supplemental material that he's offering to parents and students. And, Bill, he has to say that. And the reason is the statutes are very clear that uh, the state is responsible for setting the standards for instruction uh, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, school boards are responsible for implementing, adopting, implementing the curriculum, and there's a process for that. And teachers are responsible for delivering the instruction. Now, not necessarily all that criteria fits with uh, uh, with Prager's philosophy. I mean, it's just, uh, it hasn't been vetted uh, by the state. In, in terms of whether it meets any standards or not, um, it certainly has not been adopted by school boards, and uh, it's elective in terms of whether teachers use it or not. And so, he has to claim, because it's the only thing he can do, that that's a supplement or a uh, alternative approach. Kind of an unusual thing, because uh, even though it's a, a nonprofit. Uh, when I looked at the website, uh, they're clearly soliciting uh, uh, subscription fees mm-hmm. uh, if, if you want to donate. Uh, and as I said in the past, uh, uh, they, they've received quite a bit of funding. And, uh, and I, I suspect with, uh, with this partnership endorsement from Arizona and some, a handful of other states, they're going to continue to grow and uh, – even be better funded. They claim that they have uh, 700,000 parents uh, who have subscribed. Uh, and, you know, I think that number is probably going to grow. Um, I I did sign up because it's the only way I could look at the videos. I wanted to see some of these videos because some of them are, uh, are very controversial. I mean, depending on what your ideology is, but uh, the, the ones that are uh, prepared for children uh, kind of remind me of the old uh, weekly reader. Oh, yes. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, we all I remember, remember that from school, the weekly reader yeah. and uh, scholastic reader. Of course. They're, they're very, very well done. Yeah. Uh, uh, they're short. Mm-hmm. They're, they're slick, colorful, uh, lots of great animation, and... Um, I, I would consider it to be very child-friendly. And so, um, you know, one of the ones, and I, I'll mention several, but one of the ones that, that's really kind of uh, caused a lot of controversy is um, um, the, the interviews. They have, they have animated interviews with historical figures <laughs> uh, that would be appealing to children because it's kind of a contra- conversation of, people that they've heard about or read about, and uh, this kind of brings it to life. So there's this interview um, with uh, Christopher Columbus, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Columbus is asked about his relationship with uh, the indigenous tribes, mm-hmm. because obviously that was uh, 
Columbus's uh, encounter uh, when he was, quote, discovering America, mm-hmm. he encountered uh, these uh, different tribe, tribesmen, and uh, uh, Columbus defends capturing them because he did capture them, and he says, quote, uh, being taken as a slave is better than being killed. Huh. I don't see this. I don't see this as a problem. Hmm. End of quote. Huh. And uh, <laughs> it's it's interesting because um, we, no one knows what Columbus says, uh, what kind of interactions, uh, and this has really gotten uh, uh, caused some you know uh, agitation among historians and researchers who've said, you know, you, you can't be doing this because this is, you know, really uh, creating a situation where you're you're fabricating history mm. and presenting it in a factual way uh, to young children. Mm-hmm. And so uh, um, Prager, I guess, has had an opportunity to uh, def- defend this and simply said, well, it's no different than a Hollywood movie. Uh, where things could be, you know, uh, presented as we think it might have happened. Yeah. And so, again, this mm. is a, you know, that this is a perspective. But, uh, you know, this this kind of presentation uh, doesn't match with the uh, with the the doctrine of uh, of standards that we create, you know, at a state level. It wouldn't pass that test, right? And it certainly, um, you know, would not be something that would be uh, put into uh, a a textbook, you know, that would be <laughs> yeah. state approved and yes. state adopted. We're gonna have to... <laughs> so it's you know it's it's it, it it's a, it's amazing to me. But uh, let me let me go yep. on a little but bit further we, because Bob, we get, we do ahead. we're past taking the break, so. Um, let's take the break and then we can hold on and I'll give you some more topics when we get back. Okay. Thanks. We'll take a break right here. Buckmaster midweek edition more with Dr. Robert Hendricks. Noble hops is Tucson's original gastropub serving an ever changing menu of craft beer and fine fare. Savor the majestic mountain views from the perfect for any season spacious patio at West Lambert lane in North La Cunada drive in Oro Valley. Order in or take out at Noble Hops, a pub for foodies. On the web at noblehops.com. At Tucson International Airport, we are nonstop for our community. Our main priorities are providing a safe and secure travel experience and excellent customer service. We're also nonstop for landing prosperity in Southern Arizona by attracting new flights for business travel and family getaways. When your airport thrives, our community thrives. So fly local, fly TUS. Tucson International Airport is nonstop for Tucson. The Regional Transportation Authority plan is funded by a voter-approved half-cent sales tax. The RTA is the largest annual funder of regional transportation improvements in the region, averaging more than $100 million in tax revenue each year. The RTA is preparing a new 20-year plan for public review prior to a May 2025 election. Sign up at rtanext.com for updates. Nestled in the foothills of the Santa Rita Mountains of southeastern Arizona is Equine Voices and Sanctuary. Home to horses and burros that were rescued from neglect, abuse abandonment, and slaughter. Please consider Equine Voices Rescue and Sanctuary with a financial gift of support and estate remembrance. Learn more about our vision and values at equinevoices.org. Are you happy with the news you get? While not all news is good news, you know good reporting when you see it. Check TucsonSentinel.com every day for breaking news and investigative reports. And your say in the comments. It's all in TucsonSentinel.com, your local, independent, nonprofit news. 
You can rely on TucsonSentinel.com for solid reporting about immigration, Tucson and Pima politics, everything from the border to baseball. It's independent news without the spin. TucsonSentinel.com. We are watching Tucson. For more than a half century, Tucson Gardeners trust Green Things, a family-owned and operated retail and wholesale plant nursery, offering an amazing variety of plants, trees, cacti, pottery, and so much more, all at great prices. The 13-and-a-half-acre site by the Rieto River is also home to the Zocalo Village, specializing in fine Mexican and Latin American imported furniture and art. Green Things open daily at 3384 East River Road and at GreenThingsAZ.com and ZocaloVillage.com. Hi, this is Irene Coppola, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Southern Arizona. The BBB sets the standards for marketplace trust by engaging with and educating consumers and businesses. The BBB is the resource to turn to for the objective, unbiased information on businesses offering national and local consumer services online and in person. Learn more about the many services offered by the Better Business Bureau at bbb.org. Welcome back. It is the Buckmaster Show and the Green Things Zocalo Village Studio. If you're thinking about a getaway and who isn't these days, take a trip over to Silver City and Grant County, New Mexico. It's only about a three-hour drive. I would start your planning uh, before you take the road trip at southwestnewmexico.org. Their website has all sorts of great ideas about what to do, a lot of hiking opportunities, and where to stay and where to dine in historic Silver City. Again, southwestnewmexico.org. And speaking of hiking opportunities, recovering at his home from a little hiking mishap, Dr. Robert Hendricks, our contributor on education. We're glad he's doing well because he could have had, could have had really a serious uh, head injury uh, from that from that hiking uh, accident. Uh, we're quickly running out of time, and, and we, we went over a little bit talking about in the first segment with you, Dr. Hendricks, the Tom Horn, who did an extensive interview with us uh, on Friday on the program, and that's available if folks want to listen to it at buckmastershow.com. And he talked about he has put PragerU curriculum, a nonprofit information uh, up on the State Department of Education website just as a informational uh, tool for people. And you gave us one example, but quickly kind of wrap up PragerU because I, I do want to talk about we've got some really serious state budget shortfalls uh, facing education. Well, uh, Bill, I mean, a, a lot of the a lot of the topics that are uh, that are presented uh, in these video clips are heavily editorial, and uh, you know, hopefully people can uh, discern by looking at the topics whether they want to uh, participate or not. But some of the ones that are geared towards uh, secondary students, uh, secondary high school students, and perhaps young adults include these topics. Social justice isn't justice. Are some cultures better than others? Income inequality is good. And make me masculine again. Hmm. Um, now, I've just picked some out of the many, many topics that uh, are listed. And I would really encourage your listeners, if, if they want to see what's, what this is all about, is just go on and uh, take a look. You don't have to sign up to see the, uh, the little icons of the of the topics, but take a look at them. Um, and, you know, again, I would raise the question, is this something that's appropriate for the state department of education to be endorsing? And I, I see it as endorsement. When you say you're going to partner, that means you're endorsing. And mm -hmm. I, I just think it's, uh, it's really off topic in terms of what the statutes require in terms of standards, curriculum and instruction. Um, uh, and lastly, Bill, um, I've tried to find some data as to whether school districts or individual classrooms in Arizona are actually using these materials. Mm -hmm. Nobody's saying that they are. Okay. Uh, no, no district that I know has come forward and saying, We're, we really appreciate this opportunity to use these materials. They're there. Uh, I think some people are going to take advantage of it, but 
Uh, some people are, may be offended, and if they are, they can call uh, Mr. Horn's hotline. Yeah, there you go. Uh, only about three minutes left with you, Dr. Hendricks. Okay. Are we back in the the days of Red for Ed, the crisis that uh, with funding crisis in Arizona? Are we back in those days? I think we are. We're heading there very quickly. You know, we've got an estimated uh, uh, cost of ADE of about a billion dollars, and uh, a lot of this money is going towards the expanded uh uh, financing of homeschoolers and private schools and parochial schools. And um, if, if we're going to have to pay those exorbitant prices, because we keep increasing the number of people that we are, uh, they were subsidizing, uh, we're going to have to find another formula for financing education in the state. It's not just Arizona. It's a federal issue, isn't it? It is a federal issue, and uh, it, it's it's one that I think we're going to have to decide. Uh, it's certainly going to it certainly is redefining public education as we know it. Uh, but there is, um, as we talked about in the last show, um, we really need to take a hard look at what we're paying for here, and uh, where is the accountability for it. Uh, my my issue, and it will continue to be the issue, is uh, uh, I I support choice, um, but I don't support choice without accountability. And so we've got to find a way to uh, to button that down and to make sure that uh, that if we're going to use taxpayers' money, that we are getting value for that cost. And that only comes with accountability and we're not going to be transparent, transparent about that. Um, then I think we're, we've got a world of hurt ahead. And we really haven't made much progress. Have we on solving this teacher's crisis a shortage of teachers and certainly substitute teachers? No, it's, it's, uh, it's a catastrophe. Um, and, um, we continue to, uh, lower the standards in terms of what what is required for teacher in the classroom and uh, that's not going to be good ultimately either and i would say that that uh, that issue is one that is very universal whether it's private parochial charter uh traditional public school everybody's got that issue it's 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 definitely a problem all right. On that note, we're going to have to wrap it up with Dr. Robert Hendricks. Hope you're recovering well. And uh, I will. There's always more to talk about in education. Look forward to talking to you again next month. Oh, yeah. We've got you on the schedule for March for sure, which will be here before you know it. Dr. Hendricks, always a pleasure. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, sir. Bye. All right. On behalf of Dr. Hendricks and Tom Fairbanks, who's spinning the dial... <laughs> Spinning the dials, yeah, right, on the other side of the glass. <laughs> he's He's been spinning a few records in his time, I think. Bill Buckmaster with you all and wishing you well, and I'll be back here with you in about 23 hours.